All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you very much, Lisa. Welcome to Oilers Nation Radio. This is episode 56. I am your friendly neighborhood bag milk. To my left is Nation Dan. To my right is Nick Lausgood. And on the far right is Rick. On the board today, we've got Hernan sitting in for Tyler, who is apparently dead. He has a sniffles. He's got some kind of itis, and he's rubbing ointment on his loins to try and recover. I don't know if that's going to work. I told him he should probably have some kind of medicine, but he's insistent on rubbing his loins with ointment. I don't think Hernan's going to give the chair back. No, nor should he. Hernan, you keep that chair. You don't let Tyler back in here. As always, I want to go ahead and thank our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for making all this possible. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. Also, make sure to follow along with Frank versus Gus going again this year. My boy Frank, happy birthday to you, buddy. I love you. He is 1-0. Gus is 0-1. That's okay, though. The good boy battle rages on all season. Dan, what they got going on? The month of October is actually called We Scare Hunger Month at Sherwood Ford. And so they're, uh, they're going to be collecting food donations. And uh, you can bring those in to them at the address. Again, Bag Milk? The address? Yeah, the address. Of I don't know their address. The dealership. Oh, they're they're out in Sherwood Park. They're out in Sherwood Park. It's on Broadmoor Boulevard. You can't miss it. It's the biggest Ford dealership ever. Don't look, quote me on that. Look for the sexiest Ford salespeople that you will ever hope to find. But yeah, We Scare Hunger campaign is on again. Bring your food donations down. They'll be helping out the Strathcona County Food Bank, which all food banks need help right now. Talk to them on Twitter again, at Sherwood Ford on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. They are fine people. 
They are partners of the network of this podcast, and they are just all around wonderful human beings. I want to start off today with a recap of the season opener. We are finally here. The regular season is going. The Oilers have played. They have won. Rick, you were at the game. What do you remember about it? Uh, I remember most of the early part of the day. <laughs> I was trying to conserve myself because I was getting pretty excited. I looked at your outfit. You look sweet, man. You had your like your onesie on. Yeah, no, I had the onesie on. I had my keep nuge forever. I had a jersey on. I do have Oiler boxers, so I had those on. I had Oiler socks and Oiler shoes. That's big. Um, I remember getting to the game, mm-hmm. sitting down, mm-hmm. the entrance. I was very, very, very upset with everybody in the building because as they brought, as they announced the team. Nobody was standing. They sat there and clapped or cheered or whatever, but they sat down the whole damn time. It was like well, a golf pe- tournament. People were waiting for the Walterdale Bridge to come up. Dude, Connor McDavid got oh, fucking God. introduced and they didn't fucking stand up. And it was right before the anthem. So it's like you're gonna be standing up anyways. Man. I was standing, I was oh, I was I was very angry. I think <laughs> I even tweeted oh, I was in, You did tweet about I it. I was embarrassed. When you start uh, a season off like that, that's come that's it's tough. game one. Why are, we should be fucking pumped? Well, I was excited. I couldn't do anything all day because I was so damn excited. I couldn't either, actually. I and then everyone just sits there and, oh, Connor McDavid. Oh, I heard about that guy. We we did launch Nation Gear that day, so I was doing a few things. But, I, you but were yeah, probably standing day. up wherever you were. You were probably standing up. I was, in fact, up. standing up at the, I know you. Uh, at the you Canadian Brew House up. in St. Albert. We got a good story about that. Yeah, Everybody got, was sitting down, and that pissed me off. We got all kinds of great stories. But we so won. So. Aside from horrible fans, what else happened? Do you like? I know you were having cocktails. Couple. Did you remember then Connor's ridiculous goal in the third period? Oh, yeah. I know. I remember that. The, uh, right through the middle. And there's nothing sexier than his celebration afterwards. I've watched that on loop about 612 times. And the way he hits the ice with his knee, the triple fist pop. Oh, man, it is good. It, and it was right in front of the the Canucks bench where he yeah, finished always, off. It too. always it's turns beautiful. out to be that way, isn't it? Beautiful. It's always, he comes right back up. It's right in front it's of him. I think when he did the one against Philly, it was probably the same thing, too, where he went through the, around their whole team. And he's not taunting them. He's just, no, he's, he's celebrating. Just, he's just going so fast that he can't stop. Yeah, it just ends up there. No, the boys look pretty good. You know, it wasn't the, uh, it was, it was game one. Oh yeah, for sure. You, you can know? see it with Connor too, even throughout the game. Eh, like he was when the game started, there was a couple of plays where he just didn't have the quite the same finish. He's not quite there yet. But yeah, that that goal was. Oh boy, he's here. It and was funny because I was like the first and second period. I was like, oh, Connor's a little bit quiet, but that's okay. I mean, he only got the two preseason games, just coming off the injury, and then he just blows the doors open. Is there anybody better when there are two no. defensemen? No. Just, you know, they had, he just had enough runway and he goes right through. He has There's so much nobody speed. Better. You have nothing to do. What can you do? You, you can't try and hook or hold a guy anymore, right? So you kind of have to like turn with them and hope you can get maybe your ass in, in front of him and try and get a little hip on hip action to knock him out of the way. But he is just too fast and too the strong. Only, the only player I could think of would be Patrick Kane. Is another guy who could just make well, nothing, something out of nothing like that, and, and it's just, and it's even all time, right? Like think back to all the speedsters in the past. Nobody can even touch that. Well, it's a little bit different now that with different rules and different, and the gameplay. Yeah, is a I suppose that's true. But, I mean, can you, you look at a guy like Fedorov and Beret? Those guys could fly out yep. there, and if you're not allowed to touch those def- those swingers, yep. yep, for sure. And they would have. Can you imagine what uh, Darian Hatcher would look like in today's NHL? He wouldn't be. That dude would be NHL. getting cut by the. Uh, we saw that in. 2006. The dude would be play. the dude would be gone right away. He'd never he wouldn't play a game. Yeah, 
Speaking yeah. about giant slow defensemen getting cut, we're going to get to Griffin Reinhardt being cut from the AHL a little that bit later. That was the analogy I was pulling up, but I tried to bite my tongue because I didn't want to get ahead of us. Oh, we're going to talk about that later because I've got thoughts on that. Um, another thing I want to mention from the season opener is Leon Dreisaitl looks like he just does not... It looks like he hasn't had a six-month break between when we ended off the season in Calgary and to when we kicked off on Wednesday against Vancouver. He is an absolute unit. He and has that line, all the tools in the toolbox, but now he's starting to feel confident in himself. And he has, like, last season, the confidence that it's going to give him is going to be through the roof. You can see that in the interviews. You can see that on the ice. The way he carries himself right now, he knows that he can be a superstar because he thought he could be a superstar before. Now he knows he can, and he's going to carry himself a lot differently. This that year. line of uh, uh, Nuge, Dreisaitl, Cassian was absolute gas. Absolute gas. Yeah, the one goal he scored where he just was at the side of the net right by that face-off circle, and the way he jumped on that loose puck yeah. and just put it away. I nice mean, little play by Cassian on it, too. But a nice goal by Cassian, actually. Hell of a shot. Yeremchuk is only 29 goals away from having his hot take become a reality. So. If we allow Yeremchuk back, because Hernan took over. It's true, but his hot take is still forever etched in history. That's true. If you missed it on last week's Oilers Nation Radio, Tyler Yeremchuk <laughs> decided that Zach Cassian was going to score 30 goals this year. He got roasted for it on Twitter, which I loved because there's nothing funnier to me than when Tyler gets roasted, whether that's in the comment section on the website, on Twitter, or on the text line at, at uh, TSN 1260. Go ahead and roast Tyler. He likes it. Taylor Yamchuk is his, his Twitter account. Go follow him. Bad news, though, from the season opener came out yesterday, which was Thursday. Adam Larson out six to eight weeks with a fractured fibula. He, brought, he blocked a shot at the end of the first period, hobbled off. The well, weird part was, though, that he stayed in the game. Yeah. His last shift was at about two minutes and change in the third period. Listen, if I had a fractured fibula, I would be in the fetal position. I'd be getting Rick. I'd be calling Rick to come pick me up. It'd be kind of like when, I was in Ve- when we were in Vegas, Rick, and you had to like knock on the door and make sure that I was okay. That's because I couldn't get in. Well, yeah, but like this would be like a different thing. You'd be That's like, are you okay was, in there? He wasn't checking on you that He doesn't time. give a shit if you're okay or not. I had my quesadilla in the hallway. I was okay. Well, yeah, and to your point, Bag Milk, like the guy didn't get off the ice during that shift. He, he stayed the out there. You couldn't tell that there was a part of his body that was now he displaced. He played an extra two periods afterwards. And there was no skating issues. There was no pivoting. Like, come on, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Not, Six to eight weeks. You've got a broken bone in your leg. And you can still skate as well as the rest of the NH. This is absolutely astonishing to me. There's something wrong with him. It went from he was shaken off the shot to, oh, his foot might be fractured to, nope, he's got a straight up just broken bone in his leg. So, yep. It's, it's a broken. It's a broken leg. It, yeah. We can call it what we want. It's a broken leg. Allegedly, in my opinion, if he was into BDSM, he would not have a safe word. That's no. what I'm just saying. I'm saying because he just likes it. You can't go through a 60-minute game without, with a broken fucking leg and just be normal. That's not normal. I feel like me crying in a ball, that's normal. Adam Larson, you are a freak, and I respect it. Mm-hmm. Now, the question becomes, obviously, he's out for a month and change. Who is going to fill that role that he was playing with Daryl up on the top pairing? Who slides in there? Is it Ethan Bear? Well, right now... Gregor, as of 42 minutes ago, said Nurse and Bear are paired together. Clefbaum, Pearson, and uh, Russell and Benning. What, what do we think has. about those pairings? Daniel? Well, I mean, it is what it is. You got you to gotta make some adjustments now, and we got to f- 
find out who sticks. You give uh, you give Pearson or you give Bear the sh- the chance to uh, to shake it out. You know, when Caleb Jones came up last year, he wasn't the first call up after Clefbaum went down, was he? I don't remember. Probably I, I, Caleb I, Jones. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Oh, he was he okay? Been. So he, he and he and he managed to to stick around and well deserved um, as such. So it'll be interesting to see what these guys can do. It's it's it's. I think it's a lot earlier than we'd hoped. Or no, it's a lot earlier than we'd hoped um, that this was going to have to happen. But but I think I think that there's a player in Pearson to 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 take up that spot for the two months and uh, and afford us the chance to not have to to bring up any more of the kids and and try them in that spot. So if, if he, he, was, if he wasn't hurt to start, he would have been in the top six. So I have honestly, I'm not overly worried about putting him in there. But what this what those lines that Gregor put out there says to me is Ethan Bear you're already getting a pat on the back for your first game. He was probably one yeah. of the best defenses for that first game. And now he, they're going to, uh, instead of giving Pearson those minutes and keeping Bear where he was, they're elevating Bear already. Right. I mean, obviously your hand's being forced a little bit, but they've made the option. They had two options, put Pearson there or put Bear there. Or Benning, I guess. But yeah, well, better, Benning's no, way better Benning's, suited on yeah, the Yeah, no, you don't do that to Benning. Let Benning play where he is. He's getting roasted by people who take, like, they find the three or four mistakes he makes. And destroys them on it, but they ignore the seven or eight good things he does. 100%. So looking at Pearson, he's set to make his NHL debut if he gets cleared by the doctors this afternoon, which it seems like it's going to happen. Last year with the Vaxo Lakers, in 50 games played, Pearson had six goals, 25 assists for 31 points. If you don't know this kid's backstory, you should definitely read about it. He was a substitute teacher like three years ago. And he somehow worked part-time player into NHL gig. I don't know who else could do that. Kurt Warner was bagging groceries right before he won a Super Bowl. Ricky Ray was delivering uh, Fritos. Frito Lays chips Driving before the truck. he came up and won a Grey Curry Cup champion. Oh, man, I had a cousin that used to do that, and that was good living. Go in the back of the truck, grab myself some chips. Ah. My cousins work for Coca-Cola, and they do that all the time. Those Fritos commercials back when uh, Messi was there, oh, yeah. those are dope. Though You know the Russian guy? Always floosh. Messi loves chips. Let's just throw that in there. Just one. Also calling Connor. That's a thing he likes to do, too. You can't get a hold of him. Can't No, he can never get a hold I of him. I think he stopped trying, though, this year, hasn't he? Yeah, Connor ghosted him. Yeah, you can't you can't keep that campaign going after after it, it took on a life of its own afterwards because of the injury and everything. How many angry at it? Yeah. Well, that's the internet nowadays. Oh, my internet God. Internet likes to get angry at pretty much everything. Just Rage. like they do at Tyler Uramchuk. What? Why? Because what? he's sick. The internet likes to get mad at him, oh, Dan. Okay, I get Pay it. attention. I thought you were. I thought we were going to do an amazing segue from being no. angry to no, no. Do we have we a doctor's note? Yeah, we do not have a doctor's note, Hernan. We're going to have to write that note down. Then we're going to need Tyler to provide a doctor's note to prove that he was sick. I'm pretty sure he was on with Low Tide today. Nope. 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 All right. Hernan was there. Hernan oh, and then just taking it. over everything. <laughs> uh oh. Watch out, Tyler. Uh oh. It's funny that he calls in sick. You know what day it is today? Go ahead. It's Friday. Mm. What's that turn into? Mm-hmm. A three-day weekend. Oh, weird. See, he was milking it for the last three days. Yeah, he, he was, was like, lining oh. it up. <gasps> on Tuesday, he's like, I'm yeah. not feeling so. It got worse on Wednesday and <gasps> Thursday and Friday. Oh, I got the black have, lung pop. Going to have to have a uh, long weekend. I yeah. prefer to believe that Hernan is poisoning him. And he's just <laughs> he's just trying to take <laughs> over that way. And I like it. And I like it and I respect it. Wow. Hernan, I respect that hustle, buddy. It's you a po- cutthroat industry. You got to do whatever you can. Just make sure you keep your doses correct, right? Like, we don't need to... Uh, we don't need to go too far on this one. So uh, back to uh, Larson being added to the LTIR. 
Our friends at Puckpedia tweeted out some cap implications. I don't understand <laughs> what these mean, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. So with Adam Larson injured, the Oilers sent bear down in a paper transaction on waivers and recalled Bouchard. That increases the Oilers' LTIR pool. Now the Oilers are 90K under the cap, giving them an LTIR pool of four, uh, $4,076,000. Larson's $4.167 million, less than 90000 cap space. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, please respond to us on Twitter at ON Radio Podcast or ask the fine folks at Puck I was just gonna sure say, going to say, Puck is now going to respond again, but... The, yeah, the important thing is there is that Bouchard didn't fly from Bakersfield, Bear didn't leave Edmonton, and then they can they can reverse that transaction. I think the time. important part here is that the Oilers actually made a shrewd cap move to open well, up some extra yes, space. Fair enough. I don't know when the last time I saw that was, where you look at a thing, but like, well, I don't even really understand what's going on here, but the number's bigger, and well, that's good. Some people might say when they traded Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, that was a shrewd cap move, but some people would be wrong. Some people would call that a stupid move. But well, yeah, I think most people would call that a stupid move, unless you're Jay. I'm going to take a shot at you, Jay. We're still doing this, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You're an Oilers fan. you got to talk Should about we bring it. Up pu- turning up Pulley-Arvey, too, while we're ahead of guys. It is 2019, and I'm still pissed off at moving Gretzky. Yeah. We are going to bring up Pulley-Arvey. you Pooley think this whole thing's going to die anytime <laughs> soon? You're kidding. We are going to bring up Pulley-Arvey later. Uh, apparently, according to Elliot Friedman, all is quiet on the Pulley-Arvey Completely front. understandable. I get it. Everything's quiet right now. No, it's not quiet. The service what? department oh. from our friends at Sherwood Ford the job. Okay. It's quiet okay. in the seating area, I will say. Well, that's what? because it's nice. They create an ambiance. I'm surprised go. they don't have candles and snacks out there. I actually, I think they do have snacks. They have coffee for sure. I've had coffee there. It's delightful. They have a popcorn machine as well, bag milk. Oh, You're forgetting the popcorn man. machine. Is there anything that Sherwood Ford can't do? Honestly, we were going to call up the folks at Sherwood Ford this morning and fix our internet. Internet went down in Nation HQ. We had no idea what to do. And all I could think of is we should call Sherwood Ford. I'm sure they'll know what to do. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Daniel, tell us about October again. We scare hunger. Bring your non-perishables down to Sherwood Ford in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta. Let's stock up the food banks, especially heading into the winter season. They need the help. Changing gears a little bit. Elliot Friedman was on a Calgary radio station this morning talking about Connor. Doing some fine trolling, in my opinion. Basically, he said, in regards to Connor, I think the answer is no. He was asked if Connor is going to be patient with this. And he says, I think the answer is no. He's not patient, but he's also willing to be convinced. I think they've got two years, meaning this year and the next, to show him that they're going in the right direction. That is this year and next year. So saith Friedman. Thoughts, gentlemen? I think it's a great job of stirring the pot. Why the hell are they even asking that question? Has uh, Stoffer, has Gregor, has Dusty ever asked anybody? So what do you think Monaghan, what do you think Goudreau is going to do down in Calgary? Yes. Well, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's to try and the, the redheaded stepchild down south. Talk about your own goddamn team. Okay. So this question was, I, I didn't hear this interview on Sportsnet radio, but they talk, him and Jeff Merrick were asked this question on 31 thoughts on their podcast. And they did it uh, at uh, Sportsnet Grill in Toronto uh, right before the start of the season. So it was on Wednesday. And they had, a, they had fans there, and the fans could ask questions. And a Toronto fan, his question was, how long until McDavid is a Maple Leaf? And Friedman laughed it off. And then he kind of said, well, the way things are going, it could be two years until... Uh, if the Oilers don't make real progression, then you could see Connor getting... 
frustrated. Yeah. That, and that's how it came across on the podcast. I don't know how it came across on the radio, but more or less I, I'm, I'm going to defend Friedman here because he's not trying to stir the pot. He was answering a question to yeah, a the fan. the radio guy is the idiot the, for no, asking that's, that question. That's what I'm saying. Is okay. It's the radio guy trying to well, stir up the pot. Guys, it's Toronto Media. And that's fine. And here's that's the Calgary. Thing. In this case, we're, it was in Calgary. referring to the Calgary guy, though. Oh, okay. But yeah, here's why the thing. Calgary got to bring it up? Because McDavid is the best player in the NHL and everybody okay. wants him. No, it's because they want to deflect from Elon Lucci. <laughs> in 06 and 07 and 08, every time somebody was on the Oiler on, on with an Edmonton guy, nobody asked what fuck Crosby, how fast Crosby wants out of Winnipeg. But or, the, uh, Pittsburgh. Well, I guarantee Crosby will run out of There's the, no way Crosby wants to go there. The important thing for me is that I think we've all I think we all said it this summer was that you know what if Connor is getting tired of this shit he should be and that's fine. But the but the thing is is that we've got a guy now in Holland that as we mentioned he's figuring out cap things just little cap tweaks here and there to be able to tuck in an extra ninety k. There's there's all kinds of little moves. We brought in a ton of scratch tickets. We haven't even seen Yurcho yet out on the ice or Yurko depending on Yurcho. which TSN your guy you're talking to. Dusty Nielsen refuses to use Yurcho. I respect it. Yeah. So 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 you can understand where Connor's upset about it and and. And that's fine, we're, but this is all here. It's we're all just conjecture. We're, we're it's all just made up. We're putting words nonsense. in his mouth yep. too. Like well, there's, there, nobody knows that Holland didn't sit down with him and go, okay, yeah, of course he I did. get it. You are, you are upset. I can tell you what, this is what we're going to do. And Connor's like, oh, you know what? Now looks at the roster and goes, okay, I feel better about this. You know, we do have the Euros for one year and this year may not exactly be the greatest thing in the world, but if some of them light on fire... And I do my thing, and Leon does his thing, and we have just Mike Smith quality goaltending, like yep. nine, ten goaltending. Who knows? We can get in the playoffs, and we know damn well what can happen if you get in the playoffs. Yep. So this roster looks a hell of a lot better today than it did this time last year, just because of the young, the youth is one year closer. We have a little bit of help when it comes to forwards. I think we still need we still need some more depth there when it comes to to youth. But our defense, it, our defense looks incredible. Yeah, I'm going to jump a little bit on what your hot take was last week, Bag Milk. Uh, Tippett seems. What did to, I say again? Uh, Bear will be the second runner up in Calder voting. All right. Um, yeah. Because just speaking about the young defense, like uh, Rick brought up, <laughs> I did, well, you know, Tippett seems to be really high on Bear. Now he's basically on the top unit with, or the top pairing with Nurse. So I think there's, I mean, it's one game I know, but I think there's, uh, there's good things to, uh, good things ahead having bear there. And I think he's going to give him all the opportunity he can. So uh, I know we were talking about McDavid and all that, but it just got me thinking that I, I, I kind of agree with you. Wow. You, you, it took a week, but he came around. Yeah. Well, you know, Nick, I have an advanced hockey mind. That's what won me $20 from Jason Greger that he's refusing to pay me until he shows up to nation (laughs) HQ, which doesn't happen. So if you're listening to weather's nation radio right now, what I need you to do is tweet at Jason Greger that he owes me $20. He will be on your car ride home. Yeah, absolutely. Call in. Call into the Gregor show and tell him that he owes me twenty dollars. Like if you take one of your right you take one of your directions home, he's on location at a place. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely I should oh, so oh. you're saying I should go shake him down. I think you should, should show should up. Should the there. four of us roll in? <laughs> just just, just hammering hammering sticks in our hands the whole time. Or I like snapping. This snapping. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, snapping. Where's my money, man? <laughs> I like this idea of shaking Gregor down. But I also want everybody to help me collect. I'm not a very forceful blogger. I'm just a winner. That's all I am. So we're calling for peer pressure. That's right. I'm in. So I need some peer pressure help getting Gregor to pay his debt. Why? Because I said Mike Smith was going to start the opener. And he said I was crazy. And I say, no. Now give me my $20. And guess what? Mike Smith is probably starting tomorrow too. Let's jump ahead and let's look at tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Kings. 
First of all, Tom McClellan coming back to town. I assume he's going to have a fine haircut and a nice suit. Darker hair too, I'm assuming. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think once that stress of being here goes away, I think some of the uh, hair follicles start Your to darken. Your hair again. doesn't go back to being dark again, does it? Look at Mac T. He doesn't look like uh, <laughs> he doesn't look like he used to, did he? Well, that's because Mac T's on vacation right now. He's in Russia. That's because he can't get out. Yeah. yeah. He, you guys fired me three weeks ago. Can I leave? No, 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 you can't. <laughs> so looking ahead at tomorrow night's game, obviously Tom McClellan comes back. It's going to be interesting to see him. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to listening to his pre and post game. Uh, press conferences. I always thought he was great to listen to. He's an honest guy. Uh, he has good takes. I assume he's going to be asked about his time in Edmonton, which he's probably going to have glowing words about outside of the team success. I'm also hopeful because Mike Smith in game one, as Nick alluded to, played rock solid. He had 31 saves, a 939 save percentage, and I don't know the last time I saw an Oilers goaltender handled the puck the way he does. Yeah. Brian Burke, between periods, was talking about in Calgary when Mike Smith was there, they estimated that his puck handling, handling ability saves the defenseman about 100 hits or so per year. Wow. Seems right. Yep. I don't know. What do you guys think about his puck handling? All I could think about was, God damn, this is sweet. I love watching him clear the, clear the zone. Penalty kill. The puck would get dumped into it in his general direction. He would fire it down himself. I'd love that. I know there's going to be a time when I'm going to be screaming my lungs out at the TV because he did something to piss me off. But right now we're friends. Dan? The, the best part about Mike Smith for me right now is his confidence. He has He's confident playing the puck. He's confident telling his guys where the fuck to go instead of, you know, that... that treading lightly around the defense kind of thing. He he was, him and Dreisaitl, even with a second left to go on the clock, were talking about where they wanted to go with the face-off and everything. I think that for a team that has, you know, according to Lucic, not a lot of leadership on it. I mean, he was supposed to be one of the leaders. But anyways, for a guy, for a team that doesn't have a ton of, uh, a ton of, the guys, especially in the bottom six, where they're, the, they're just the pure leaders, the Matt Hendrickses of the world, I think it's important that we have that on the back end to kind of stabilize things. And the confidence comes out in his play of playing the puck. It's just a natural leadership that's in him already. Um, it, regardless of where you put him, um, he's probably going to do the exact same thing everywhere. They did have a meeting today. So like on, during practice, it was both goaltenders and all defensemen that had a chat. No coaches, no, no nobody. And I believe it was Smith and Cloughbaum that were kind of running the little, uh, the little party they had going on there. That's a great thing to see for a young team is an, an older veteran to come up and just just take control and say this, 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 and this, and this. You know, you can discuss it afterwards and come up with your own theories and whatnot, but here, puck comes here, you go there, and I'll get it to you. Puck comes here, you do that, and da-da-da, and da-da-da. This takes all the questioning out of it. A lot of people don't like to speak like that because they feel like they're being forceful. They feel like they're telling people what to do, and really, it's not doing that. It's just taking control and we need that. Whether it be a young team, whether you work somewhere, every organization needs that. And I think this is going to do nothing besides help the team. And yes, we will have some times out there where he decides to skate it up to the blue line by himself for some odd reason. Or he comes out and he's like, I'm going to get there before you. And maybe it doesn't go well. Maybe he's going to trip once or twice. He fell down the first game. But I think in the long run, he's going to be a big, big positive. I would love to see him go up to the blue line and someone hand him a player stick. And he rips home a knuckle puck, a la Mighty Ducks too. Round twelve of the shootout. 
Oh, put Smith in. You got him. What's right? the What's the rule nowadays about goalies? Like, are they not allowed to play the puck after the red line? You can't carry or is the, the blue they line. They can't carry the puck past the red line. They may have bumped it back, <laughs> but I know it used to be the center line. That's the Mike Smith uh, rule. They're afraid of Mike Smith coming up and scoring a goal. I yeah. would love to it. see a goalie do that. I get it. I don't know why they can't use them in a shootout. Entertain me. That's what I want. Yeah, Mike Smith coming down on you in the shootout. Six foot seven goaltender rolling in on you. Collapse one. And I say, you know what? I allow it, but they have to use their own gear. How about Mike Smith's fire? <laughs> <laughs> How about Mike Smith's fire there too? Stealing, uh, I don't even remember the players' names. Puck oh, Chuck or stick. stick. Oh, yeah, and the then stick. I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. That, that is our area. And then Get the, the fuck out of my then, way. And then how about the Canucks social media not picking up on that until like eight hours after the game is over? They're like, oh, well, they, yeah, we they caught like first thing in the. It. They've caught it like first thing in the morning, which we were like we were talking about it that night. It was and hilarious. Fans, of course, Good. were complaining about the referee. Well, I want to see that swagger out of this team. Get the fuck out of here. It's funny because Ryan Pike, when he previewed the Flames, and we asked him about Mike Smith, that was a couple of weeks ago. Now he was saying that sometimes Mike Smith's uh, rage, his dad rage gets in the way, and sometimes it makes him look foolish. But in this case, I loved it. It was amazing. They're, the crowd celebrating Cassian's goal, and he's still trying to pick up the stick and hurl hey, it so out of the way. like shoot it once on the backhand <laughs> and kind of miss it. He's like, oh, fuck that. Just pick yeah. it up and I'll whip it instead. Yeah. Uh, back to tomorrow's game. The LA Kings, what do you expect from them this year? The last year, they had a garbage season. They haven't made many changes. I'm looking at the roster right now. They've got an aging roster. Well, Kovalchuk went from not playing the last half of the season or whatever it was to apparently being their second line left winger. Uh, Okay. Um, Maybe. Well, we don't know why he wasn't playing last year, though. I'll say this. A team that has Anzai Kopitar as their top center, Drew Doughty, and John Quick, you're going to be in games. That's not Anzai Kopitar and John Quick and the Doughty that we remember, though. These are all a little bit older now. John, um, like quick is quick is getting up there, I'd man. Say Kopitar won the Selkie Trophy a few years ago with like ninety-two points. Kopitar is a good player. Kopitar is a, a couple good years, man. Bag milk. Dowdy's has... not even thirty yet. Like, no, and that's <laughs> fair. But Dowdy still is. He's still he's going to plateau too. You're going to watch Eric Carlson do the exact same thing. I, Bag, I'm not. I'm not going to. Sorry, Dan, but okay. I'll just say that the Kings. I'm not saying are going to be a good team this year. I'm just saying when you play a team that has those three guys on it, they're they they can steal a game from you. Like John Quick can steal a game. Kopitar can turn it on. Dowdy can shut down your top guy. Or try to no, at least can't. do his best job, or your second best guy. At Maybe least. that though. Yeah, I'll give you that second okay, one. But that yeah. first one, no. not a lot of guys can shut down McDavid for sure. But uh, yeah, the Oilers are going to win tomorrow. But it's it's not going to be a cakewalk for sure. No. Nope. Are you a Are you an L.A. King truther? I'm not. I just think Anza Cooper. I think Nick sounds a he's a Kings fan. I think Anza, Kings I think Anza Cooper. Oh, no, I got I got our gifts all set up. Okay, now. So bag milk no, has. I don't know who these people are. Bag milk has Gregor's lines right now in the, the GDB. Can you tell me who Bjornfoot is? Their second or their top pairing defenseman? I've never heard of him. These Thomas. lines, courtesy of our friends at DailyFaceOff.com. Yes. Yeah, Bjornfoot is with Drew Doughty, Martinez, and Roy Hutton and Walker rounds at the defensive pairings. What happened like, to Ledoux? Wasn't uh, Ledoux? Is he hurt or something? Or did they trade him? Leduc uh, got a nice outlet mall recently, and it oh, Leduc, okay. It's it's very nice. Thought, My dad told me that there's some deals to be found there. It depends on what you're looking at. I thought Paul Ledoux was a referee. No, they they had a Ledoux that was supposed to be one of their young defensive. Anyway, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm saying the Kings again. I'm not a truther. I got my gifts lined up to hang the L on them. Who's Armadillo uh, Ar- on the fourth he line? In the my He's point is Arizona. that He's Anza Kopitar is a under. Nowadays, it seems he's underrated. In this room, he seems to be underrated. Nice to see Cam Lewis no, getting think, a job in the fourth line. Well, I just that was think huge, he's eh? beyond his time. I think he's like he was great, 
but I think he's just he's beyond it. Oh, he doesn't have any help out there. Um, yeah, his his time is he's on the he's on the back back end of his uh, career. We I, now go to the king's office of uh, of fandom here. Nick is going to bring up some stats <laughs> from from Anze Kopitar. He had sixty one points in seventy two games last year. That's it. Was this the, is this the king's is this the king's preview episode? I thought, was, I thought we were doing these no, in the off season. All I'm saying is Copert. Anyway, top line center. I'll sit here and take it, man. I don't care. I'm just saying the Oilers are going to win tomorrow. The Kings are not going to be a good team. The Oilers will finish ahead of them this year. But when you have Kopitar on your team, you and you have Drew Doughty and John Quick, they can steal you a win. But I also see Cam Lewis as the fourth line That's right true. winger, which is probably is, like I played hockey with Cam and yep. he scores on his own net. So he maybe he is the kick of modifier Ireland already. Yeah, uh, that, yes, well, that yep. might have been a cover. It might have been a cover so oh, that when he arrives in Edmonton, to make fun of him. Yeah, he's yeah. going to play for the Kings, and he's like, "I'll say I'm going to Ireland." Okay, said. I ninety-two points two years ago is what Kopitar <laughs> okay. had. Question for the Kings: ago? ninety-two points. What question for the Kings: ago? done. What about three years ago? Fifty. Okay, but <laughs> question. But question for the Kings fan in the room. Question for the Kings fan in the room: Is this their first game of the season? Yes. Okay. Oh, the Kings okay. fan in the room yeah. answered that. Okay. I'm writing the GDB tomorrow. I know what's going on. <laughs> Why is that relevant? I'm just curious because that lineup is horrendous. I thought they thought maybe it was still I'm the preseason. I'm telling you they're a bad team, but Kopitar's not a bad player. Is what I'm saying. So you're saying that they might win three or four games this year? Oh, maybe even five if they're if those guys steal the games for them, like I think they can. What I'm saying is that we all need to relax. Okay. Perhaps order something delicious ah. from our friends at SkipTheDishes.ca. I'm hungry. I know Hernan's over there. He's hungry. He's ready to push the button. He's been working hard all day. He's been working hard all day, filling in for Tyler and stealing Tyler's jobs. Why? <laughs> because Taylor Yamchuk is sick and he's, or quote unquote sick, and he's taking a three-day weekend. He's probably going somewhere to play intramural sports, and he didn't want to tell the bosses about it. He's doing that thing where he's throwing that bone at the other bones or whatever that game that he was talking about is. I don't know what Tyler's up to, but there is no way I believe that he's actually sick. Zero chance. If he is sick, however... I do recommend going to skipthedishes.ca, maybe ordering a nice soup. Maybe something to get you hydrated. Maybe some vegetables, Tyler. Mix in a vegetable into your diet. So maybe some Mary Brown's fried chicken? Perhaps. Maybe a Mary Brown's pop-in at your place. Ooh. Tyler, skipthedishes.ca. It's going to help you feel better if you are, in fact, sick, which I personally don't believe. Someone's trying to break into the room. Head on over to skipthedishes.ca. Feed yourself because cooking is overrated. Hernan, push the button. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. I want to talk about Milan Lucic's Calgary debut last night. Lucic went full Lucic. He did the thing that he does every single year or with a new team or whatever. He came out motivated, exciting Flames fans that he's not going to be completely useless by the time uh, December rolls around. 17 minutes in penalties. Zero shots on goal, minus one and two hits. He played eight thirty-eight last night. That's a ten five and two though, right? That's yeah, just all, one, the, that's just all those penalties thing. were on that and one play. That's, that's what you want out of Luch. Like I know that hit was dude turned at the very yes. end and I Zarnik set himself up for that one. Look, I'm an old school guy, so I put a little bit more of the onus on the player there to not put yourself in that position. The victim, quote unquote. Yeah. Yes. Any, yeah, don't put yourself Protect in that yourself, position. Absolutely. Anyways, that's the Luchich you want to see. Luchich grabbed the guy, fed him a couple. I'm guessing that dude did not want to do anything to, back to him. And Zadorov, he was looking at the referee 
like a lost little puppy. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And he didn't even see Milan Lucic's fist coming out of his face. Yeah, there was a sucker punch in there. It was weird. Yeah, so I mean, that, whatever. That's also, Luch, that is the guy you want. That's also, the guy you as, want. As, as a hockey fight guy, take off your fucking glove, Lucic. Jesus Christ. But he knows them. Well, he he drops him in a second, but he knows it's the glove on punch to try and get the to try and get the fight going. That's but why he got, got the his, instigator. He got his 10, 5, and 2. As you sh- I mean, I hate the instigator, but whatever. That's the way it goes. That's that's Lucic you want. It's, right. it's the Lucic that he literally, it's what he does, like Bag Milk said. But he goes started away. Started in L.A., he had a fight. Started in Edmonton, he had a fight. But Tonight, he, go, he, he goes away. I remember playing L.A. last year, and someone like, uh, I wasn't a Carter, slew-footed Connor or something like that, and Luch didn't do a goddamn thing about it. Well, that's what I want to talk about, because last night after all this shenanigans went down, I was I was checking in on Flames fans. I was checking in on our friends at flamesnation.ca, and they were excited about Lucic coming in and defending a guy because they haven't had a player like that on their roster in some time. Yeah, because Kachuk doesn't have the balls to do it well that's very true but what i thought was interesting is that they were like yes lucic this is what we need from you buddy and all i could think of was boy are you going to be disappointed in game two and three through 82 because Boys. game one he always comes out shot out of a cannon you look good last year we're in stoked a, we're in a time machine right now we can go back and look at ourselves back in 2016 this is exactly how we felt i was he fought, Eng- up last he fought year he england scored. he fought england for we're looking at Connor the wrong way, and we were Damn like, right. "Yes, Ooh, the chance just started that day." Well, the difference is, is he had like sixty points that year, so he was actually effective that season. Yeah, yeah, and he'll be more effective than he was in our last season with him. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not that. But, but like, just, I also remember last machine. year we were doing our uh, season launch brunch party. Lucic scored in game one, and we were all excited about it. We thought that he was going to have a different year, and then by the end of the season, we are nuts deep in a Lucic goal draft. Four. Cam Lewis gamed. Four. Was it four? For the total? Yeah. I think so, yeah, because Cam had three. Yeah, Cam won with four. He won with four. Four. I had one. Yeah, exactly. five total of us. And then the first game. So six goals he scored last year. Yes. My, that's a million dollars a goddamn goal. It's a good gig if you can get it. So in 79 games last year with the Oilers, he had six goals, 14 assists for 20 points. I mean, I can't see how 31-year-old Milan Lucic is going to be much better than... 30, 29, 28-year-old Lucic, though he did have 50 points. 50 in his points, first I was year. wrong. 50, not 60, yeah. Well, that's because you're paying too much attention to the Kings. Man, I can't expect I you to just, remember how the He's just did. drawing their emblem right now on the table. I don't know what's going on. It's weird. He's carved it in his arm. But the old like, one with like the purple. Oh, yeah, no. The, oh, I meant the, the Wayne Gretzky one, the black and silver. Oh, that's, see, I like the, the purple and gold one. Oh, Marcel Dion. <laughs> so my question is, do you feel bad for Chef Flames logo. fans in the sense that they don't know what's coming or are you going to enjoy the ride sorry. just like I am? Do we what for Calgary Flames fans? I'm asking. Do we feel sorry for Calgary Flames fans? It's, do we do do you feel sorry that they no. don't know what's coming? It's no. a fascinating study in in <laughs> like pain and suffering because because we know the inevitable fall is coming. It's just when does it happen? You know, when does the when do the the rage? I mean, the rage started even last night when they put him on the ice they instead of Johnny Gaudreau. Instead of Gaudreau with no goalie, your goalie <laughs> comes off the ice and but, your coach taps Luch. But maybe yeah, they're trying out to, there. They're trying and to Gaudreau get, just looks. You can only get imagined Gaudreau's just looking at his coach going. You got to believe that they were really? trying to get his goal totals up, though, right? They're trying to they're trying to help his numbers so that 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 uh, yeah, that conditional third round, round pick. yeah, exactly, right? Well, I just assume that they knew Lucic scored in the first game last year, so they were trying to repeat a little bit of history. Since he already had the fight, he's like, well, he might as well go out and score that one goal he's going to get this year. Oh boy, 
Yeah, no, it's 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 like watching like watching an accident in slow motion. You know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Man, it is weird, s- though. It's got to be weird for Flame fans to be doing... Because I, I heard the Luch chant a couple times uh, in the preseason. It's got to be kind of similar to Oilers fans cheering for Mike Smith right now. Because I found it weird as I was doing the Twitter on Saturday or Wednesday night being like, fuck yeah, Mike Smith. Do this for us, well, buddy. The difference is Mike Smith, Mike Smith was their best player in the playoffs last year. Yes, he was. And Lucic hasn't been our best player ever. I don't so. think of Mike Smith as a, <laughs> as a flame anyways. I think of him as a coyote, honestly. And Mike Smith a hell of a lot closer to being good. Than More Luch. of a Dallas star to me. Dallas star, maybe a Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that was brief, eh? Yeah, yeah. So what nobody they, cares about Lucic? They, nobody? Ben oh, no. I, I, you know, whatever. I'm going to sit and bask. If he would have come back and played this year and would have scored, we would have, that arena would have chanted Luch. Like, of course. We were ready to, we, we've always been ready to re-embrace him as a good, solid player. It's just, it hasn't happened. It's, frustrating that he's making the money he's making and there's it's not his fault it's not our fault but it's like we can't help but be frustrated well, we were over shitting that. on Shirley for the contract and every i know it sounded like we were shitting on luch the whole time but they were shit on the contract and like, then we got behind luch yeah. and then if luch didn't do something like if connor got knocked around and he didn't look at anybody and he didn't he didn't back anybody up he didn't go get out there and do anything physical then yes we got on luch because if you can't score fine whatever we get it and yet we can't change your, your contract, but go out there and earn your fucking stripes in a different way. Yeah. And he didn't do that either. It was like right after the playoff run and we signed Horkoff to that deal and everyone was pissed because they felt it was an overpayment. And it wasn't because Horkoff was a bad player, even like he were effective. It was just that his contract didn't match the player he was. And it's just, it seems we always have a player like that on the roster at some point. You can never be mad at a guy for getting his. No, man, I'd sign that. I'd sprint to the fucking fax machine. It's the person (laughs) that put the ink to the paper, Mm -hmm. first of all. The guy who offered it. Or the fact that, like last year, that Bob Nicholson wasn't in the office smacking the pen out of Chiarelli's hand when he was trying to sign Koskinen into that deal. And and now that's our new Lucic. We'll never know how that contract went down. We won't, but it should have never happened no matter what. Right, but like you either way, we'll never know whether or not yeah. Trelly did it hidden. Well, you know, he it's locked true. himself in the office and said, it's hey, true. you're sign this, sign this, sign this. Or if 19 of the guys in suits sat around a table and said, yes, that contract's That's dope, give it to fucking him. fucking nightmare for Whatever it is, we'll never know. So I don't even look into it anymore. To go back to your question, though, Bag Milk, I do, as a hockey fights guy, I do love Lucic because he does Somebody's got to throw page him. views. Although he only got, what, three fights last year? He did, and yeah, last night was hardly paid, a fight. Used to get no, no, views. no, no. Anytime his name shows up in any video I post, the the views come in. Do you People post videos him. of him missing goals? And, I do. And put I it. do. I do. And I just link him to old fights of his. It's you know, it's a, it's a nice little catch and catch and release trick. Since we're talking about Milan Lucic, I feel like it's only fair to do the look at first impressions of James Neal, since he was obviously the return in that trade. What were your thoughts on James Neal's? First game as an oiler, he had 14 minutes and 11 seconds of total ice time, 102 on the power play. He had two shots on net, four hits, and one takeaway. His That initial hit mm. right off the bat was, I was jacked up. Won yeah, somebody a $25 gift card at yes, uh, the brew house. Yes, it did. <laughs> we had a little coaster challenge, and that was one of the questions. Who who threw the first hit for the Edmonton Oilers this year? But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? He, he played a game. That wasn't a six million dollar man game, Mm-mm. but it was fine. Again, it wasn't. We can't judge him on because he's not yep. going to be able to do the six million. So we got to like, of course, we'll subtract that out of there and go. Okay, you know what, Neil? This is what we kind of expect out of you. We'll have a bit of a you know a zone for him. If he stays in that, then we're going to be fine. Yep. I think that I thought it was interesting that just watching them with Lucic in mind, 
James Neal's not a great skater. I don't think anybody would say that he is at this point. However, the difference in hands is night and day. Well, yeah. Watching him make a play compared to what Milan Lucic can do, like he's handling a live grenade, is night and day to me. And it, you know, he's playing with Nuge tomorrow, right? Looks he, like he's playing with Nuge tomorrow. So they seem to have a lot of chemistry in the preseason. So it might be better that he's back playing with Nuge than playing with Connor, which sounds crazy to say. But you know, if you have chemistry with one guy, it's best not to break that up. Like, well, Connor did say after the game too. He was like, "Well, I was playing with Negard and Neil, and we hadn't really played together at all in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. so it was tough." Whereas. Yeah. Him and Drysidle, they know where each other is going to be always. So it makes like sense Sedins to have those two. Pretty close, kind of, yeah. So I am curious to see how um, it looks like Nygaard and Neil are going to play with Nuge tomorrow. I'm curious to see how that goes because, like Nick said, they did have a little bit of chemistry in the preseason, and I'm hoping they can build on it. So I don't think his speed's going to be that big of a deal because you have Nygaard and you have uh, and you have Nuge out there. Those guys are fast. Those guys take the puck in. They're the first two in, and then Neil comes in, finds that soft spot in the in the slot, and you just start ripping them. Well, and that's uh, that's what I was going to say too. Is it'll be interesting to see because it seems like we're loading up the first power play with Nuge, Drysaitel, and McDavid, with uh, who was it, Clefbaum, and then there's another forward on the back end. I can't think of on the top of my head. Jason might have been. Yeah, that's a, that's. Oh, Jason right. had a tap in from Nuge that he just he just kind of healed it on Wednesday. Oh, frustrated me. Beautiful pass by Nuge. I love you, buddy. But it'll be interesting to see if if Neil kind of becomes the the focus point of the second power play unit. Well, I'm still I I still think that Ethan should get a shot at the I first power play. But I think what they want to do is probably give him like five ten games to get his feet wet and whatnot, and then we'll uh, sprinkle that in there too. Absolutely. But yeah, whoever that's it's gonna be a right handed shot that's gonna be the focal point on that second one. But when you have that right handed shot on his off wing, so is LF guy is going to be on his off, and there's your one timers going back yep. and forth, that type of. And he was really good as in in the middle there too, in in the bumper roll. Yep. You know, he's got the hands where he can tip something, one of those crazy little shots from Clef Bomb from the point. He can get in there and do that. And you need to look at guys like uh, Leon and Connor trying to fucking fire passes in there as well. He can redirect everything. I like it. Since we're comparing players, I want to stick with that line of thinking today, Ron McLean. And again, I'm going to preface this by saying this was Toronto radio, Toronto radio. Ron McLean was asked how Austin Matthews compares to Connor McDavid at this point, And if they're closing the gap, Ron McLean says that Matthews would be McDavid's one a, and I'm curious on everybody's take on it. My take, I mean, Matthews isn't better than Sid. He's not better than an Ovi. So I don't know why they're comparing him to Connor. And that's just the old guys. There's a couple he's of young not, guys. I, I don't. He's put not better him, uh, than Leon right now. He's not better than Nate. Yeah. This is the stupidest fucking opinion to have. And it's, I was waiting for this because Nick was rattled about it all day. Go Look, ahead. It's, it's, it's you're in pandering. Toronto. You got to talk to them. Rick, how many games has Austin Matthews played in his career? Two hundred and thirteen. How many points does he have? Two hundred and seven. He's not even a fucking point of game player. <laughs> this is exactly what That's they want. Math. This like, is exactly what Sasha they want. Sasha Barkov. Alexander Barkov is a better player. How many points did Anas Kopitar have last year? Well, he had 92 points two years ago, and that's more than Austin Matthews has ever had. Tyler Toffoli? Is Tyler Toffoli better than Austin Matthews? No, I won't go that far. Whoa! Barkov had 96 points last year with 100 takeaways. Okay, but Barkov is horribly underrated. Yes. Yes. Like, thousand percent. You know, Riley was a good... Ryan O'Reilly was a good player last year, but, you know, Barkov should have won that Selkie Loves trophy. Loves a curler as well. But like, <laughs> what? If you know, you know. Anyway, no, go ahead. You know, I don't know, Dan. Dan. Rick. Rick. I got it. But no, like, it's just. 
I get what people want. They like Toronto fans want to have that guy. And I'll say this too. Austin Matthews has been the best five on five goal scorer for the past three seasons. That's really hard to do. He is a sniper. He's an elite sniper, but he's doesn't not as you, doesn't make you a great player. All no, around player. Absolutely. And that's like to say that he's the one a, which is that implying that Connor's then the one B. Yeah. That was a weird. No, kind I of think they're going use, one but. and one a just for the record. I know. Yeah, I know you always is, make the better player. The one a, well, no, because oh, one, one, okay. is, one is one. I see one is one. One is one. Okay, so I, people always get that mixed up, and I just I don't think it's, it's like yeah. could care less and couldn't care less. Well, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's couldn't care less, but people say could care less all the damn time. I could care less. It's just like, <laughs> I, I get whether... <laughs> we got to laugh out of Hernan for that <laughs> As long as Hernan's so laughing, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I don't know. I, I just, it's like... No, I, but this is exactly what they want from, from outside of Toronto, is to have people outraged. Dude, I swear to God, they are only just trying to make the people in Toronto happy. Of course they are. He's pandering. They don't he's, even give a Ron, shit what Ron we Ron gets what, what he's doing. Ron's been doing this business forever. Mm-hmm. He's just playing to the listeners' fan base, being like, yeah, fuck yeah, Ron. Austin is really good. He but did call uh, He did call Leon the Messier. He did say, yeah. So, so there's a little bit more in that clip where he said that he believes that Matthews and McDavid is like in the same church is the term that he used uh, of Leon or of Gretzky and Lemieux. Okay, but those two guys weren't close at all, so that might be an okay uh, analogy if you're looking at points. The difference there, I think, was the man games lost for Lemieux. Yeah, Lemieux and, and their points second all time, and that's the caveat that they're trying to use with Matthews. You can't in Toronto. guarantee he would have scored at that when he wasn't. Of course, when he was healthy, and I know he probably would have anyway. Exact same thing with. We're Matthews just looking though. at points right now. The gap between Gretzky and Lemieux might be equal to the gap between McDavid no. and Matthews. No. Points-wise, oh, no. points-wise, yeah. Oh, no, look. no, 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 no. Lemieux, Lemieux was, Lemieux Lemieux was did, great, but he was Lemieux no Gretzky. Did Lemieux play for the Kings ever? Lemieux was great. I'm just no, Lemieux Gretzky did. Okay. Lemieux was all great, right. but he was no Gretzky. No, and I'm not saying that, but like Lemieux <laughs> is second all-time in points per game. Like, okay. All-time. But points per game starting to get there, like the old but he was hurt. I Health matters. Oh, but he was hurt. Yeah, the best Health ability matters. is availability. Yes. So if Matthews accountability, did you did you say that caveat in there that like oh he hasn't quite played? Yeah, the, yeah. The Sportsnet threw out. They were like, well, you know, he hasn't played a full season in the last two years, or else we'd probably be talking about him in the same breath. But as like, McDavid. if you're never healthy, then then you're never part of that conversation. Also, it wasn't even that he was hel- unhealthy last year. Bag Milk pointed it out. He was suspended. You're, McDavid you're talking about. No, Matthews. Oh. Matthews was suspended, correct? No, McDavid got suspended McDavid for two games. games. Oh, right, yeah. And still... He also had scored. that uh, plague as well for a couple of games. And even a plague can't stop him. No, nothing can stop him. I want to give a shout out real quick uh, to Deesh on Twitter who tagged me in an article from TSN that just, just got posted where Milan Lucic said that he uh, doesn't know for whatever reason he wasn't able to reproduce the same style of play that he was known for in Boston in his time in Edmonton, but that may have changed in one game in Calgary. <laughs> the day after the Calgary Flames opening night loss to the Avalanche, Lucic explains on a, how on a personal note, he felt like he had the spark, emotion, and energy back. From punching a guy in the face with his glove on. I love that. What a... F- <sighs> Everything about that makes me happy. Lucic hasn't played in Boston since 2015 where he had 44 points. <laughs> he plays better with the microphone he does with his hockey stick right now. Yeah. Like if anyone is actually believing the things he says right now, like he's going to be, well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the change is, guys. <laughs> but one game in, I'm pretty sure I'm back to the guy from Boston. You know, he- I get, but I get it from his side of things. Like he's trying to put a positive spin on things. You got the, it. The, the Flames lost to the guys that eliminated them from the playoffs but last year. Would you year mention five yourself games? in the breath of like when you were at your best? No. What he what he should have said is when he was an LA King for one season, 
actually. Because yeah. he had 55 points and 20 goals. Yeah. Maybe he forgets And that. just say, you know what? You know what? I'm feeling good. It's kind of like that first game with it. Well, I guess you can't say the always. But this is that first game in Edmonton where, you know, it was whatever, and it led to a 60-point season. He could say that he wanted to get back to his first season in Edmonton. I see what you were doing there, Which Nick. Is, and I forget. I realized it now. He had a decent year that year. Yeah, he had a decent year. 23 goals, 27 assists, 50 points. Yeah, so 50 points. And if you try and pump your tires to that, that's fine. But don't try and tell him you're at your best. Listen, listen. If there's a fan base he can sell it to, it's the Calgary Flames fan base. So he's he's selling some goods, and they're picking him up right now. If he put a maple leaf on his chest, do you know how <laughs> the tire pumping would be going he'd be, on? He'd, oh, he'd, he'd be, be the He'd be Wendell Clark. They'd have they'd oh, name a road Christ. after him after that fight. No, he'd be their new Wendell Clark. Ooh, are you saying? Are you trying to say that Wendell Clark was not a good player? Yeah, well, I'll take that. Wow. Okay, I'll I'll say that. Okay, you All know right. what I'll say. That we should all order something delicious from our friends at Skip the Dishes. Agreed. These plugs are way, way too hunger-inducing. I am very hungry. And thanks to our friends at Skip the Dishes, I don't have to leave. I don't have to put pants on. I can just order whatever I want, We've and they will bring to it to my door. We've been to talk to you about that bag milk. At least put the towel around your waist. It's been an issue at the office for I refuse the to wear the towel. <laughs> I refuse to groom. This is actually not a podcast. This is an intervention. <laughs> what I will the do, banner, please. <laughs> what I will do is I will order myself 20 nugs. Skip the dishes. Maybe some JBCs. I might pick up some spicy nugs on the way home. Can Sometimes you got to go out and get the food though cuz bag milk, no yeah. pants. But again, to my friends that skip the dishes, I this is my plea to you. This is me begging you. Use your influence to get Arby's on skip the dishes. Please. We need them. They're we dropping like them. flies. They are my White Rhino, they're disappearing. And I don't know what to do about it other than to reach out to you on this podcast, skipthedishes.ca. I'm terrified. And help Arby's. Help them. And help me get beef and cheddars without putting pants on. You want the meats. I got the meats. I wish I had I'm thinking Arby's. All right, we got a lot. We got a couple of minutes left in today's podcast. So what I wanted to talk about is a former friend. You want to call him that, I guess? Griffin Reinhardt. Cut from his PTO with the Belleville Senators. And that's right. I said PTO. They have Ouch. those in the AHL. Could that be <laughs> Holy arguably one of the worst trades in NHL history? And no. I don't want to take a shot at Griffin. No. I mean, he's already got enough going on on his own. Could that be one of the worst trades in the modern era then? How's if, it if it's yeah. maybe one of, I was gonna say, you, but I mean, Nasland was... Nasland's I was, was going to bring up the Nasland trade. Yeah, that's, that's horrendous. Yeah. And let's not... Forget that one dark, 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 dark day in August back in the late 80s. I don't care what the return was. That was a horrendous trade. I, th- I think Eric Lindros's trade was pretty bad. Okay, let's go. Let's Ooh, go. They modern got Peter era. Forsberg. Yeah, no, I'm think. saying that the that the return. Oh, the, oh like yeah. The okay. Philly gave up way too much for a guy that you know was good. Let's. He was great. Let's not. I mean, let's not argue. Yeah, Lindros great. won a Heart Trophy. Like he, he got them dominant. to sound like a final. He, he was. They dominant. gave Quebec. Colorado, a Stanley Cup championship. Well, I don't know. You I could think argue the game. Uh, like Montreal did as well. Hey, that goaltender was a yeah, pretty big part enough. of that too. Fair enough. But hell of a hell of a trade there. But yeah, I, uh, back to your point, Bag Milk. It is. It is. It still remains to be seen because you got to see what Erickson Eck, who's the player we were allegedly going to take anyways, uh, or a Matt Barzell does with the rest of their career. But. They're not getting cut from their PTOs with an AHL team, so it's pretty just, tough. Pretty tough fall from grace for a guy that that was a hell of an oil king, 
Yep. Fourth overall pick uh, in 2012. The interesting thing is here we are four years removed from that trade. And Matthew Barzell, we already know what he's doing. Uh, I don't remember who... We weren't going to take him anyways. So. Yeah, which is a problem in itself. <laughs> I, I don't Eric's remember Eric. who... The At least Islanders they were honest. Second uh, pick. Silvo? No, no, the uh, who they took with their second rounder that was also part of the Griffin Ryan. Wasn't it Bellavo or whatever from I have no plays idea. on the line? You're just Something saying like names that. to me. But anyway, uh, yeah, my yeah, point yeah. is going from being the acquisition at that price tag to four years later, not even being able to stick in the AHL, that is like a wild, wild sequence for Griffin Reinhardt. You know what's really weird? Is that team that he played on had a lot, a lot of good players and one Two are left. Well, who, who are we one talking about? Is LB right? He's, he's out in Winnipeg. Yeah, and Mark Pissick out in Florida. Who is a healthy scratch? Who's apparently one. on the trade block right but now? But we're talking. Uh, what's the the uh, the little centerman? I just forgot Lazar? his name. Lazar. Yeah, Lazar. And you're looking at Henrik Samuelson. And you're looking at like uh, uh, and you're looking at Griff. All these guys came in with so much hype, yep. and they are all gone. It speaks to the whole. It speaks to the fact that. In junior hockey and in hockey in general, when you when you have a team that's like a bunch of superstars, like they talked about that this year with the NHL draft, where the all American those players team. came from the American team, and it was like, do you want to grab those guys because was one of them propping the other ones up kind of thing? That's why I'm that, not horribly upset that they went with Broberg over Caulfield. Well, and to be a to be a truly dominant team in junior hockey and in and youth hockey, it's it's the team in general, right? It's it's the the compilation and the depth and. And so, so it speaks to that. I think that that you know, Reinhardt just didn't live up to that fourth overall. But he was pick an old school. All. He was an old school player at the end of that type of era. Yep. Who? But he's was, an analog they, boy they, in a they, digital world. You know, there you go. that's like a perfect <laughs> way of putting it. There was something that teams kept seeing something in this guy though, because Vegas took him in the expansion draft. Yeah. So there's something that. Thank you. Yeah, but it was that was like I mean I would want to see the who were, who else were the options. Jujar was the other real uh, option. Well, yeah, oh, a dude. guy that's not getting cut from a PTO in the AHL. So that, I'm just. What is two years after? But you yeah. know the Islanders took him where they took him. We traded for him, ill advised or not, and then Vegas took him. So there was some. There's something there that that GMs and teams seem. I to I think like. he has the hockey smarts. He yeah. just doesn't have the boots. Also. We can't forget the fact that he did go to an expansion team, a team that would have had to try and cobble together a AHL okay, team. We also even. know that team ended up in the fucking finals. No, no, and too, I'm not. So. I'm not talking about the NHL team level. I'm talking about the fact that he went to the AHL, and they were still trying to scrape that together, right? Because mm-hmm. they had to bring in guys on. He was a healthy scratch a lot, that year and he well. was a healthy scratch in Chicago as yeah, well. No, so. it's, it's been a really weird. It's tough. Weird, it's tough. Cry, to but watch. I mean. To be fair, man, if I had talked to him this summer, I would have been like, dude, do not go sign a PTO. Go to Europe. Go to Europe. Live the life. You're, you know, it's more relaxed. It's a different game. Like, dude, go over there. Man, Don't chill. get off the fucking buses. The chill NHL. for a couple of years in Switzerland and the beautiful scenery dude, and tour around Europe. That's and the make type of guy living. he is, though. He's a laid back guy. He would love living life over there. I can see why the AHL, he does not match the AHL lifestyle. But it can't be easy being a guy. No, and God, you no, you went you just, from the promise to the... And you're giving up nothing. on your quote-unquote dream. Yeah. Well, we heard that when we interviewed Rob Shrimp a, when, a yep. couple of months ago, right. right? He right. Taught, he was a very highly touted prospect. It just did not work. And, and, his, and it was and hard to his, give it up. A lot more. His ego was bigger too, right? So it'd be harder for him, right? It's hard to no. walk away, man. Oh, like dude. when you've been told and you've been sold on this dream and, and you know, a team went out and spent, you know, a, a really expensive draft pick. At the end of the day, the Islanders, that was an expensive draft pick even if they didn't trade it to the Oilers for, for a pot of gold. But... 
you know, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to say, looking at it, like you said, beg milk, we're not, we're not shitting on Reinhardt here. It's not his fault. Nick that, well, yeah, Nick did a little bit. <laughs> did I? <laughs> well, no, he, he, he was an oil King, not a King. All King, all LA Kings fans <laughs> hate Griffin though. So. Yeah, that's true. Everybody knows that. So I think the, the moral of the story here for Griffin Reinhardt is go enjoy Europe, my man. Yeah, dude. Go enjoy, have fun, meet a nice Swiss girl. You'll love life over there. Just don't Absolutely. be a coach in the KHL. Because God damn it, that bar is low. They are cutthroat, man. Mac T fired after eight games. Eight games. Anyway. But yeah, everything I've read that's like they go through two or three coaches a year. Like this was nothing. Oh, yeah. The, nothing, yeah, the, nothing yeah the, the league doesn't give a shit. But I thought you'd kind of know that going in. You'd hope so. Now the poor Just guy collect your rubles, you know? Uh, he still has, he's, I think Mac T still has some cash left over from the 80s. In the and, 90s, and he's got in the a, some fresh pocket full of rubles from his eight games in there Russia. I want to close out this week's episode of Oilers Nation Radio by telling you to go to nationgear.ca and buy yourself tickets to the season launch party. Everything you need to know is there. Uh, Hernan, producer Hernan, is sending us a note. Oh, the Jesus. Oilers have recalled defenseman Ethan Bear and William Lagesson from the Bakersfield Condors. Tyler. Oh. Tyler. See you, Tyler. 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 Yeah. Tyler. No, Tyler would have told us to get fucked. Meanwhile, Hernan's over there providing. We knew Bear was coming back up. Logiston's actually, that's interesting. He'd be screaming at us because we so. keep mentioning the Kings still. The interesting thing about it is Logiston being recalled. It they makes sense. He deserves a chance. But like Brandon Manning's still here. That's they don't want Manning say. to yeah. play. Yeah. Manning yeah. is not playing. No, and I get that. Like, I'm, hey, I don't want him to play either. However, what is he doing here? They're calling him up just in case. Well, like yeah, just in case for tomorrow. There's some cap Unless this is okay, first of all, yeah, talk to Puckapedia first. Maybe this is some sort of mathematical thing that we have no fucking idea about. Probably. I'm gonna check Puckpedia just as you guys are talking to see if there's any kind of but implications he's, here. He's coming up. So if Parison is if they're not like ready to go Parison today, like if they're like, hey, we'll see how he is tomorrow and probably gonna play, they're bringing him up just in case because they don't want Bush up here. So they did the Bouchard thing was just for fucking paper, but they don't want they don't want Manning playing. So I was just gonna say, so do we think that like twenty games into the season, Manning hasn't seen a game in the NHL and we put him on waivers and he's gone? I'm no, assuming that picking them up. I'm actually surprised well, no, they have down to the AHL. Yeah, I'm actually surprised they haven't Sheldon surreyed him to another team. You know what I mean? Mm. Nobody wants him. I want Ken Holland to do that though. I want him to send him to the loophole island and and be done with him. You know what I mean? Mm. Hey Brandon, don't you have a sore can back? We, can we do Wink? that with Koskinen somehow? Allergies. Hey, allergies Miko, are rampant Miko, these days. All I want is before Christmas last year, Miko. Before the injury, sure. if you give me that Miko, we're fine. He was his his average is above nine hundred, and then he got a contract. He had a hell of a run, and there. then the defenseman got hurt, and then he played every fucking game. He had a hell of a run there early in the season last he had, year. He I think was, he had he was he was, he was involved in two like five, six, seven game win streaks. I was at a game. It was a one nothing shutout against the Philadelphia Flyers, and had it not been for Miko Koskinen, the Oilers would have lost that game. Hands down. I was there. I watched it. So if we remember the early season Miko, that's fine. Be Late that season guy. Miko, no thank you. Be that guy. Don't be bad, Miko. I want to end today's podcast by thanking our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant, as well as SkipTheDishes.ca. I also want to extend a very special thanks to Hernan for being a much better producer than Tyler Yamchuk. Woo! Tyler, wherever you are. Don't come back. Probably halfway Sorry, to buddy. Jasper by now. He's probably halfway to Jasper for his intramurals tournament where he's spree-lunking with the best in Western Canada or something like that. Hernan, hit the button. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Imagine. 
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.